There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Jenny Guan, Timeless Diamonds, Katie Harms, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back. Kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. <laughs> yeah, Catherine's on part-time now, apparently. Well, very funny. I have things to do. Uh-huh. People to see, places to go. Yeah, I just hang just... out with you all the time. Just abandon us. Don't worry about our feelings. Oh, you poor dear. What? I'm so sorry for you. I know you do. I want to welcome back our advertisers to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Owner Steve Kozak and his great fleet of staff and drivers. Great to have you on board our show again. Appreciate it, Steve. Always have, always will. You know what I'm saying. And apparently he's a big fan of you. That's what I heard. Don't, don't tell people that, Steve. You'll get in big trouble if you tell people things like that. Yeah, you should keep that to yourself. So how's everybody doing? Very awesome. well. Awesome. Well. Wonderful. You're not talking. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. I guess I am. Another country heard from. <clears throat> yeah. Another country heard from. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, we're going through all the news and all the rest of it, and it's just, honest to God, it's, it's all political. On, on certain news sites. Yeah. I don't know why that has to be the case. I don't get it. I don't know. The day I hang up my spurs, I'm not going to watch the Spurs? I'm not watching any more news. Well, all right. That little we, that a we, we were talking about cowboys yesterday and how you're not allowed to say cowboy anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and interestingly no. enough, 
I read all about the cowboys on Wikipedia because I was having <laughs> a hard time sleeping like last night. Half Mexican. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the cowboy were. lifestyle yeah. started in Mexico. Yeah, that's where caballero comes from. It's vaquero. Vaquero. I, I don't know. Cowboy. Cowboy. Well, vaquero. Vaquero, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Vaquero literally means Cow like person. someone who. Yeah. Or ra- yeah. Because yeah. I mean. But caballero is like cowboy is a corruption of caballero. Caballero. Oh, yeah. okay. Huh. But that's what it came from, and I think. and the fact that people from lower economic statuses back in those days. You used to go out west trying to find a job as yeah. a cowboy. Right, right. And about something like, I don't think, I think it was 14, 15% of them were African American. Yes, uh, they were. Absolutely. And many, were. many were Hispanic. Mm-hmm. But the I think the current political problem is, is that cowboys and Indians did have some hard times together. Yeah, but that was mostly the military. It wasn't cowboys. That's exactly right. It's because ridiculous. Everybody, yeah, it was the cavalry that yeah. I think got cavalry. mixed up. Cal- cavalry is the, the... Oh, the church. Sorry. Jesus didn't make up so well on cavalry. <laughs> sorry, prayer. Okay, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Apparently I needed to pray, so that popped into my mind. But yes, that, so it was interesting how that has turned into such a big Most outrages fireball. come from a place of... They do. Ignorance. What we're talking about for new listeners is uh, Wyoming. University of Wyoming is the Cowboys. University of Wyoming Cowboys. Oh, your hand's hitting your mic. That's what that scratching sound is. (laughs) Sorry. Not a problem. I'm just trying too hard to figure out what's the cowboy. What should we say? Well, here's what it is. Yeah. University of Wyoming, is the their their mascot is the Cowboy. Mm. It's the University of Wyoming Cowboys. I mean, it's Wyoming, right? So they put out their slogan for the year was, the world needs more cowboys. And people are saying that's racist and it's uh, it's gender specific. Therefore, it's uh, anti-women, <laughs> which is ridiculous because cowboys, it was the military and Native Americans that had the big clashes. Were cowboys ever involved? I suppose if they needed the money, they were hired to do some of it, I guess. I don't know. But uh, once uh, again, but not really. Well, what I read no. was is that... Um, Cowboys would pay uh, Native Americans to cross their land sometimes, like ten cents. Yeah, ten cents. <laughs> Back then, I guess yeah. ten cents was big money. A lot of money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and uh, sometimes there would be some stealing of cattle and some not respecting where they were supposed everywhere. to go. I, but yeah, but it didn't happen all the time. It happened on occasion. It wasn't the rule. It was the eighty twenty rule. Yeah, eighty twenty exactly. Yeah. Like everything else, is. like everything else. Yeah, like mm-hmm. everything else. 80% is eighty percent of the time is going to work out. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. exactly right. So we we're just talking about caballero, as uh, where cowboy came from. Most cowboys were Hispanic at, at the beginning, and then some white people looking for work went out west and got involved. But there were what ten to fifteen percent you said black. Yes. Uh, and then a lot of Hispanics. Uh, then some honkies got involved. I can say honky because I am one, right? So, uh, and I'm not John Schnatter. That's the other reason I can say honky. He's got major problems. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's a big to-do about nothing, and nobody bothers to look it up. All you got to do is sit down on your computer and go, oh, that's where it came from, Caballero. That is the thing that I want to point out. <laughs> what is just, I'm just kind of laughing because Catherine, you said, well, you know, so then I went to Wikipedia and I did some research. And I, that's what's missing in the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah, research. People, yeah. oh, people will take something and it's then they'll true. run with it as opposed to, okay, you can learn something. But, gee, I need to learn more then so that I can figure out wh- where I come down on this. Exactly. You don't know how many times I'll take a link that has, like, actual truth and, and knowledge and post it when people are complaining and fighting about something stupid on Twitter or Facebook. And it's yeah. like, they're like, oh, I didn't know that. And 90% of them don't even take the time to read it. No. They'd they rather don't. just fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is the deal. Yeah. The it's... update on John Schneider, Papa John's, now Papa-less. That's the headline. <laughs> Papa John's is now Papa-less. Uh, Papa-less. You know who I feel sorry for in this whole thing, though? Mm. Are, that, those are franchises. Yeah. So all the right. people that are going to, that worked hard to yep. make the money to buy the franchise and run the franchise, they're all going to suffer all of these boycotts and stuff because of mm-hmm. this guy's big mouth the franchisees will all suffer the employees will all suffer the stockholders will all suffer well the stockholders will oust him and get his shares even if you just have you know a few 10 20 shares of 
stuck, then you're still going to lose money on it. That's true. So, and he's not going to suffer because no, he's got he's majority got stake and yeah. he's all, right. his pockets are lined already. I wonder if you can do a, you can write in a buyback in your contract. Yeah. So in other words, if you are a franchisee um. and the management or the ownership or whatever does something like this or has something nefarious, whatever word you want to use. She went with nefarious. Did you I hear like that? that. Yeah. Huh? Nefarious. I like it. Nefarious. I don't even think I said it right, but we'll, we'll <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I said Cal, what did I say? Calvary. That's what I said. Cal- A lot of people <laughs> said Calvary. <laughs> though. Calvary Good Calvary. Thought. <laughs> but could you do, I wonder if, if you're going to buy a franchise, that would be something you'd look into, right? Well, with social media today, that would have to, yeah. I, I think you absolutely would need that in your contracts. You're right. I wonder mm-hmm. if there is a Papa John's on Calvary. Maybe we could get that franchise. That'd be good. Get one up there. Get a pizza joint. It'd be fantastic. Uh, Are you? You're not a franchise. Mm -mm. No. No. The name of your store is Timeless. Yes, Timeless Diamonds at Maplewood Mall. That's a good job. Mm -hmm. I like that name. Actually, I like. Don't mind at all. Work with the sparkly. No, it's so pretty. Work with the sparkly. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose not. Yeah. Uh, is it true that diamonds are a girl's best friend like Marilyn Monroe said? Oh, definitely. And guys, too. <laughs> Second best And guys, friend. too. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was back when women called themselves girls. Do women ever call themselves girls anymore? Amongst um, ourselves. Yeah, amongst yourself. But yeah. not yeah. professionally. We never want to hear that. Well, ever. professionally, no. no. I agree. Not chicks. Not no. babes. Not no. no. Yeah. I suppose. Honey, not sweetie. Birds are okay, though, right? <laughs> birds. birds, yeah, call yourself bird, because then you're a beetle. Birds are fine. You know what, you can say guys. I don't guys. mind guys. Yeah, yeah guys. I don't mind guys. That doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah, no. Guys doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, the current story on John Schnatter has completely changed from the one I read earlier this morning on the morning show. Oh. Papa John says founder John Schnatter has resigned as chairman of the board. The company made the announcement late today. Hours after Schnatter apologized for using a racial slur during a conference call in May, he didn't really do that. Yeah, no. That's not totally out of context. context. He also said he absolutely said the N-word. And he, he did abs- say the N-word. He did it, but that's not the context. He didn't use it as a racial slur. He said that, like, he said that Colonel Sanders, the actual guy, used that word. Yes. So if that's what, if people are so upset about that kind of thing, then they should be boycotting KFC. Which actually adds another layer of hypocrisy to this whole thing. Yeah. How does this get twisted into he said that about employees or? <laughs> I know uh, it's how crazy. It's all tangled up. It is all yeah. tangled up. It is all tangled. Well, the latest one is that here's the latest one now. The apology <laughs> came after Forbes cited an anonymous. And by the way, you can go to news site by news site, and you'll tell how the story. You can tell their politics by reading the story, whether they're left or right oh, yeah. or centrist. Or, you can just tell by reading the story. Ooh, the story just disappeared from my screen. That's not good. Anyway, the apology came after Forbes cited an anonymous source saying the pizza chain's anonymous source was somebody with Laundry, their ad agency. Yeah. There was somebody from, was it Laundry Services, the name of the ad agency? Or a media buyer, I guess, is what they are. In any case, Forbes said Schnatter used the N-word during a media training exercise. When asked how he would distance himself from racist groups, Schnatter reportedly complained that Colonel Sanders never faced a backlash for using the N-word. But he said the word. Yeah. He did say the word. That but was his problem. Initially. What if you're quoting somebody? Initially, that's right. not the way the story was reported. No. It just said Colonel Sanders used to use the big N. Only he said the, whole, the real word. Now it's, well, he complained that Colonel Sanders got away with it. I, that's not what happened. He didn't complain. He just said Colonel Sanders used it. And by the way, Colonel Sanders did use it. That's that is well, true. Colonel Sanders oh, pretty was much... how old, and he was from the South, yeah. and that was a pretty common word to use all over the South. I think pretty I mean, much that everyone doesn't make it did. right, but that just that's kind of how the culture yeah. was. Colonel Sanders was born in 1890, so oh, yes, oh, man. So, the Colonel. Yeah, it's like sometimes you know people over 85, 90, you just give them a little latitude because you know. <laughs> Well, well the Colonel just... Sanders story, I can't remember all of it, but it, his background is very interesting as well. Yeah. I mean, he was not a stand-up guy. No. No? No, it's very No. Funny. Until, I worked I think... for that slave driver. <laughs> Did you? Because <laughs> then he really must have been one, he right? He must have been one. Who knows? I don't know if there's that in there, but I know I that he, know. Was, he was a fighter, right? 
he got into scrubs all the time. Oh. And it wasn't until I think, was it his grandmother's recipe or he, I don't know exactly how he got to that place, but a question. And why took a long Katie time to so get much there. about Colonel Sanders. I heard a story on him once. <laughs> My question is who couldn't beat up Colonel Sanders? <laughs> I mean, th- what are you getting in fights all the time? Who, who couldn't kick his ass? Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't when, you know, on his deathbed yeah. when he had his little, right, right, right. it wasn't always old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Have you ever heard him try to cut a commercial? No. Oh, we have some commercials sitting around at KQRS, and it's like, most mo, 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 people, mo, most people, most most people. He would do that over and over and over, and they and they finally have to just edit it all out, and just sounds like much. he might have had a little drinking going on. Maybe there's a well, he's a Kentucky Colonel, so you get the Kentucky whiskey to go with it, right? <laughs> and was he an actual Colonel? Yeah, was he really a Colonel? Because I don't know. Because uh, Colonel Tom Parker was inquiring not. Inquiring ones want to know. He was in the army. Okay. That doesn't mean um, doesn't anything. make you a colonel. <laughs> but he was only in there for a year. Not a colonel. Ooh, not a <laughs> colonel. <laughs> well, the rank of colonel isn't actually that high. Yeah, but after a, a year, what? you're not going to get to be colonel. I thought colonel was just under general. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got to work your way up to colonel. It's the highest. Sounds pretty high. Um, field officer. Yeah. It's but there's you know there's other things above it, a lot of things. Brigadier general. Yes, that's one of them. That's in the Navy, though. Whatever. I mean, yeah, no. After a year, he's not going to be a... That's, that, a colonel is like, you know, a 20-year thing. But. Isn't it a fascinating life we're talking about Colonel Sanders? <laughs> delving deeply into Colonel Sanders today. Um, colonel Tom Parker was not a colonel, and his name wasn't even Tom Parker. I just love that. He st- when he got kicked out of the Army, he took his colonel's name. His colonel was Colonel Tom Parker. Well, he just stole his name. And well, took he, it like with a, he was like a circus promoter. Yeah, he was a circus promoter. Back exactly. in the days before social media, you could get away with a lot. Okay, here, <laughs> yeah, there you we go. Are. 20 to 22 years for colonel. There so, you go. Yeah. yeah. You'll like this. Colonel Tom Parker, before he became Elvis's manager, and by the way, took 50% of the proceeds. So by the time Elvis paid taxes, he got one quarter of what he earned. That's all he got. So Colonel Tom Parker, before he managed to Elvis, used to have dancing chickens. And people go, oh, man, those chickens are so cool. You know how he made them dance? They'd be walking on a metal sheet, and he'd turn the heat up so they'd have to lift their feet up. Aww. Mm. <laughs> burn <Jesus>. their feet. <laughs> well, it's like you know how the, uh, they have to know how to dance. You know how the right. uh, myth of lemmings following each other off a cliff oh, yeah, happened? yeah. Wow. Because uh, in the documentary that Disney made, off camera, they had a guy pushing them off a cliff. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yep. So, and so they were like, the lemmings will follow each other off a cliff. And, Did they land on a mattress at least, Andy? Uh, I don't know something. if they landed on anything. <laughs> 20 stories Wait, down. Wait, so that's a complete myth? They don't do that? No. no. They do too. They don't. No, they do not. <laughs> really? They're Disney not fake. Yeah, in White Wilderness, it's called. 1958. Why does the wilderness have to be true. white? Uh, <laughs> because oh it's God, 50. Really? Oh, because it's about <laughs> Canada. Because <laughs> it's about that Canada. That's, that's why. Catherine, middle of the night tonight, lemmings is going to be on your search. I wonder if that's That'll true. That, that's how my brain works, sadly. That'll all work out again. <laughs> we will take a break here. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, 
Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. find the weirdest music. This is yellow. That is, I love yellow. This is a song you can dance to and you don't have to burn your feet to do it. Just bob your head back and forth. Uh, This is just one of those happy, just got to get up and... So what is your heritage? Oh, I'm from China. From China, Uh okay. So, uh, and, and you're a good golfer? Uh, <laughs> oh my God! You said she golf. I grow you... aggression. Oh, no, I you said she golf. So does. I said, are you a good golfer? Oh, I, grow aggression. I would like fix so I think I'm better <laughs> if I'm on my high heel shoes with my hair down. You and... wear high heel shoes. Okay. The reason I oh, you brought this up in the first place <laughs> yeah. is Catherine and I were climbing. What's the name of the mountain we were climbing in Canada? Yo. Uh, Tower Mountain. Was it called Tower Mountain? Something like that. Beehive? So, Beehive. No, it wasn't very Beehive. similar. No, it wasn't. And it doesn't matter what the but name is. But it's High Mountain. Yeah. Right. Right. Calvary? Yeah, it's Calvary. <laughs> no, Calvary? Calvary? So we were going up the mountain. We're going up, and we're making really, really good time. And I'm all proud of myself, and Catherine's proud of me, and she's proud of her. And everything. We get about three-quarters of the way up, and a young Asian woman, I don't know what country she was from, uh. Walked past us wearing like four inch heels. It's like, good God. Tom's oh. held it against her ever since. I have held it against her ever since. She just smoked us going up the mountain wearing high heels. It's like, good, it's not fair to have that much athletic ability. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And they, I'm sure she wants a fashion and the fitness yeah. and everything all together. She, wants she it was all. dressed very she well. Wants it all. <laughs> she yeah. was. She was dressed really, really well. High heeled tennis shoes? No, no high, high, heeled, high, high heels. High heels. Shoes. I, like see, regular high I saw a lot of people. Um, oh, you did? <laughs> oh, God. Especially back in China. And it's not fair. At, at four inches, you could see probably six inches up on the Great Wall. So, oh, mm. you're kidding. Okay. Yeah. And people do it's that. Amazing. Yeah. It, uh, I can't even stand around in them, much less walk up steps. (laughs) I have a question about China. Why is it that only the United States, Japan, and China can't stand soccer? (laughs) Those three countries are the only ones who don't like soccer. Everybody else loves it. Well, soccer Mm. and football in China, it's just like one word, and people always get confused. They think that soccer is football. Football is soccer. Mm. (laughs) Because they use the same Pronunciation. Yeah, they, oh, food, yeah. Is it football? Oh, they use no, the not in Chinese. Chinese. Right. Definitely not. Right, in Chinese. Yeah. So it's kind of a hard. No, that was that was just random. I I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you could have made but up anything. Don't. You had yeah, the opportunity we to make up you. anything. Yeah, right. We would have yeah. believed Except you. Except Andy's Damn, here. I, I feel yeah. like it wouldn't have gotten by him. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I would be looking it up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much true. Are you related to Guan Yu? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what? Guan Yu? Are you related to Guan Yu from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms era? <laughs> Andy knows a lot about Say China. Yes, Seriously, I don't know yes. a lot about China. Yes. yes. China, she's Japan. thought about it and she's come up with the answer. Yes, yes. that's my answer. <laughs> I think you, if, if they let him in, Andy would move to Japan, but they're never going to let him in. So that's, no. You know. no. They don't let people in. <laughs> they do not like people moving to Japan. They, no. they have a good sushi. Oh, that's true. Man. I mean, you can go there, but you can't. Still, though. It's hard to, like, move there. It really is. hard. They're very restricted. Uh, yeah. How about, yeah, China isn't easy to move to either, would it be? Depends on where you go. Yeah, there's so many people there, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, think do they, they have they any want? extra room yeah, for want? anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't, we don't have any room. Get out. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> it all works out in the end. Yeah. That's why I'm here. They don't want me there. I could understand that after the high heel comment about working out in high and playing golf in high heels. It's right. not fair. Uh, no. This is not fair. That's all I have to say. Well, isn't Shanghai like the most populous city in the world or something? I think now they are kind of presenting to themselves like that, yes. Oh, they are. And they have the tallest building, I believe, and most of the lights. And oh, I know they, they have, have a lot of money. Trade policies. Yeah, they have a lot of money because of uh, they're right on the ocean and right. they get a lot of trade business right they do a lot of events are there 
It's getting a really well-known city, that's for sure. It's oh, a beautiful really well. city. It is, that's what I understand. Yeah. Given Hong we Kong a run for the money? Hong Kong is so small. Yeah. And I think they used to be popular to be there for people to go and see. Definitely, Now yeah. people want more variety and more things yeah. you can do. And Shanghai is a perfect spot for all over for people from the world because they're very convenient to access. A yeah. lot of things going on there. Never sleeps. Makes total sense. I do love the fact that uh, that uh, Ivanka Trump's uh, whatever fashion line or whatever is not uh, exposed to tariffs. It's not her fashion line. It's clothing in general. Oh, it's clothing in general? Yeah. So she doesn't have to pay tariffs on it. Everybody else does, but not her. <laughs> I just love uh. that. I don't understand that, but... We have Joe from Louisville. Joe from Louisville, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Marvelously. Oh, except for the fact that I've just been shut down because I can't golf in high heels. Mm. <laughs> well, have you tried? <laughs> to be fair, no. yes, you haven't tried. No, I have not tried. <laughs> uh, I can't find any size 12 men's high heels. Oh, I, I bet you can find them online. <laughs> we can help you with that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. What would a size 12 men's be in women's? Well, an eight and a half is a ten, so you do the. Oh, math. so it's only one and a half size. Probably like a fourteen and a half. Hmm. Fourteen yeah, and a half. About two, yeah. I'm guessing that's a pretty big. You'd have to go. I don't think that there are half sizes when you get up there, so I think oh, you'd be yeah. looking at a fourteen yeah. or a fifteen. Mm. We'll get you a fifteen. It's more comfortable. And yeah. how about you? Got to get wide too. I have very wide feet. Mm. So Good. I got to get a four, fifteen wide. I would pay to see. I would pay to see this. Tom, yeah. let's do I would, it. I would pay to a see the shoemaker who's making this shoe. Oh, I go can, what the? Yeah. <laughs> I can find the shoes. Probably I would true. Pay, I think that should be like a. Let's put this out there for charity. See how oh, much thanks, money we Katie. can raise to We're get gonna... you in a pair of high-heeled shoes. Fifteen Swing wide. Swing in a club. Swing in a golf club. Oh no! How about you get three drives? And you have to donate like five hundred dollars minus your longest drive. How about you spend less of my <laughs> dough? How about that? Honestly I wasn't going there with it. You I can... was not spending your dough. I was. I was thinking, how do we get people to? You pick the charity, and then people have to donate to that charity in order to. You've got to get a certain level, and then you'll do it. Well, I do oh. it, but I'm busy that day. I don't know what day it's going to be, but I'm busy that day. So, Joe, what do you got cooking in Louisville? Uh, well, I'm just wondering why you want to golf in high heels. <laughs> oh, see, it's it's uh, their fault. It's their fault. I missed something. Tom's interests are <clears throat> no, widening just, as he gets older. We have a guest in studio who uh, was, were you playing golf or just at the driving range was, in high heels? I was on the driveway. I would just try my clubs out. Drive she was way on up. the drive. But I was thinking about the two high heel shoes and golfing someday. You're going to do it. You're going to actually do it. <laughs> I'm going to try it. All right. Why not, Catherine? Yeah. Why well, not? I wonder if it might. You know, they say you should stay on your toes when you're golfing, right? You there should you be go. a little I forward. Don't. I can't. Better. The high so heels. So I'm wondering like, if it keeps you in an alignment. I don't know. Maybe. See, I have to be Maybe on my heels. That'll be the next big thing. You know, I have to be on yeah, my we're heels. Yeah, we could drive longer and better. <laughs> yeah. Straighter. Why do you have to be on your heels? Because I have a 30-inch inseam and 37-inch arms. <laughs> Oh, it's true. He's got to make I am built like an egg. Arms. I am built like an egg. So if I stood on my toes, I, the, it would have missed the ball by about that much. I couldn't even come close to the ball. Joe, do you do you golf? I, I've never asked you this before. Do you golf? No, I don't. I I've, uh, I kind of had an interest in it. Um, mm. I never golf. Never. I tried once, like in eighth grade, and. Being as tall as I am, I am, I can't hit the ball. Yeah, you're a pretty big. You're gonna have to get special clubs. Uh, if you use regular clubs, they're nowhere near long enough for you. Tiger Woods is tall. What's Not your as tall as Joe. <laughs> how tall is he? Joe, you're what six four? Oh, six three. Yeah, I six don't three. Know how tall. You don't Tiger. see a lot of golfers over like six two. No, you really Some. don't. Some, but not many. Yeah, the little, the, the, the smaller golfers are usually, you know, the Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods would be exceptions, but the little guys like Justin Thomas and Justin, you know, those guys are, they're not very big at all. No, the tallest player to ever win a major was only six five. So six five, Ooh, six, five. that's pretty tall. Oh, but I mean, like tall. the ever yeah. win a major in history. I mean, who was know. that? Uh, George Archer. 
Oh, George Archer. Yeah, that makes sense. The well-known. No, he George was. Archer. No, he was very popular at the time. That was a little before you were born, though, honey. So. Oh, okay. 19, well, 1969. Oh, was it 69? That's, yeah. I thought it was 59. No. 69. Sadly, I was born then. You were born, yes. You were born in 69. <laughs> yes, you were. So it all works out. So, Joe, you can take this home with you. I'm not going to golf in high heels. How about stilts? That might, that might stilts. do it for your arms and your legs. Stilts or platform shoes. Maybe I should get Herman platform. Munster shoes. Yes, if I got Herman Munster go. shoes, I could use my, my arms properly. You know what? I'm, I'm adjusting the giveaway. or the. the do you know yep. that I can actually scratch my knee without bending over? How sad is that? <laughs> I mean, think of, yeah, Joe, laugh it up, pal. But I'm trying to figure it out. How do you do that? I don't, because my arms are, are seven inches longer than my legs. His mother leg. used to use the rack for punishment. Yeah, the rack, she stretched me out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, very ape-like. I'm built like an ape. There's no doubt about it. But you're really handy. Yeah, yeah, I'm very handy. That's what it yeah. is. Something like that. But I, you know, it, it's, 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 it affects many things, I will tell you that. I don't think I'd be a very good skier either. Because the poles would be like up here because of my arms. I get those custom be... made. Well, custom made. The visuals on this is just the best. Hey, I'm skiing. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be really great. That'd be wonderful. So, Joe, what do you got planned for today? Uh, nothing much. Just chilling. Just chilling. Um, go off to work until uh, the 23rd. Oh, you work, go back to work on the 23rd, a week from Monday, right? Yep. Week from yep. Yeah, week from Monday. Well, that's good. You're gonna. How long have you been off now? Like a month. Six weeks. Six weeks. Are you Canadian? Yep. Are you Canadian? <laughs> no, I... Don't they get a month off every year? Mm, yeah. Oh no, we we uh, had to shut our plant shut down for six weeks so they could do some retooling because uh, the 2020 escape is going to be, uh, I believe, a hybrid. Oh. See. Uh, for for and, new uh, listeners, Joe from Louisville works at the Ford plant in Louisville. He used to work at the Ford plant in St. Paul, but they shut it down, so he moved to Louisville. When were you there, Joe, at the Ford plant in St. Paul? Uh, from April of 2011 until they closed the doors in December. Okay. Oh, Cassie, you were telling us a story mm-hmm. that there's a car in the caves. The oh, Ford yeah, plant. there was that rumor where Ford, every year when they they would take one of their vehicles and put it down in the cave since, I don't know, probably since they opened. What what year did true? the Ford plant open? I don't like remember. 19, was it 1905, something like that, Joe? Yeah, there was rumors. 1903. Like, 1903. Yeah, there, there were some like Model Ts down there. I don't know if it's true. The only thing I do know is true is they used to use the sand down there to make the windshields for the Model oh, Ts yeah, and everything yeah. else. Is that like silica? Like, yeah. 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 Yep. That'll do it. That'll no. work. Which cave this is? Oh, is it Cobb's Cave? I think that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the St. Paul Caves? There's so many caves down there. All the ones along, is it Plato? Or not Plato, Wabasha. Yeah, it's Wabasha. Yeah, well, well, the Ford plant, it was built on top of a bunch of caves. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the soil down there is very toxic from... I think from Ford and probably Ooh, some yeah, you know Joe. natural. <laughs> oh, yeah, here nice. you go. Um, but the Ford Motors mining tunnels, um, yep. beneath the assembly plant in St. Paul, mined for silica, aka glass. Glass. So they were, yeah, they mined the tunnels just for the sand. So Joe, did you hear the rumors about them putting vehicles down there? No, but I do know that they used to take, take they used to bring the vehicles down there to load them on on the barges. Yep. To get them out. Hmm. This was before uh, the, the highways became the highways. Mm-hmm. I do have a wonderful story about cars. Boynton Beach is about what fifteen twenty miles south of Palm Beach. Yes. Okay. Well, a guy who lives in Palm Beach heard, and this is true. This is all true because we've seen it. And he, we we looked we all looked at it many years ago. There was a, a Mercedes Benz on the docks down in Boynton Beach, and the Mercedes Benz rolled off the end of the dock and went into the ocean. Right, so the authorities decided, well, we're not going to get it out. We'll just let it, you know, because it'll rust away and turn to nothing soon. So they were just going to leave the Mercedes down there. Well, the guy in Palm Beach said. Well, if they got a Mercedes down there, he bought a Rolls Royce and took it out and sunk it in the ocean off of Palm Beach. That's a true story. 
That's mm. a true story. He, wow. bought, he bought a Rolls Royce and put it in the ocean. Hey, if they can have a Mercedes, we're going to have a Rolls Royce. Well, that's a guy with too much time <laughs> on his hands. There's no doubt about it. Wow. we got to take a break here. Joe, thank you very much. Have a great day, sir. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Tom and Bernard. Chloe, we will get to you in about two minutes. I like that. Wonderful. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now, 651-748-4477, or visit them online at drivewithpriority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. I was snapping my fingers in front of Fawn the other day. Yeah. Because she kept on waving her hands and going. (laughs) (laughs) Not how it works. Not close enough. Well, remember how Fred Fred Flintstone used to snap? He he snapped his fingers like this. That's basically what she was doing, and then she was going. (laughs) <laughs> like, really? You're snapping your fingers there, Fred Flintstone, are you? We spent quite a bit of time with Fawn uh, over the last week because we were helping out Alex while her husband was out of town. And my favorite one was she went up to Tom. She goes, Papa, Fawn, fart. Laugh <laughs> like a hyena. I was uh, she was just, uh, she was like, Belly laughing because she thought she was so funny. She must have done it ten times. You know the little Parmesan crisps that they make at Whole Foods has yes. them and Byerly's has them. They're delicious. So I brought some over to the house and she was eating them, and she went to grab more. And I said, hey, "You shouldn't eat more. It's it's you know it's not good to eat more than you've already had." And she looks up at me and goes, "Bop bop, go home." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank yeah. you. I don't know what possessed you to buy as much food as you did, but those. Chocolate shortbread cookies. Oh God! She must have had eight of those. Oh! And Alex is like, "How many has she had?" I'm like, "I don't know." You never mind. I'm a <laughs> grandma. I get to do what I want. Three? I don't know. Some. She's no. like, they're good. They're good. <laughs> I mean, that is the problem. If you're a father and a grandfather, when you go to the store, you buy everything in sight just to make sure everybody's covered. Well, it's weird. Don't go to the store anymore. I won't go there. Yeah, we do. We're kind of stacked up over the airport on food at the house. Yeah, we've got way too much food. Because why didn't she keep any of it? Because she didn't need 18 different kinds of crackers. (laughs) She already probably had her own crackers. Never mind then. (laughs) I guess it's all it's all clear to me now. Hey, I'm not as bad as Fitz. Why so many crackers? I'm not as bad as Fitz. When he goes buy his groceries, it's like 12 bags. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure we get what they wanted. You both definitely have some problem there. Did you know, speaking of OCD. Did you know uh, that we have a guest? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that we have have a guest on home? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I forgot. That's all right. Don't worry about her feelings. I'm on a tangent. Sorry. Now, I will tell you this. It's really, really unusual. Chloe, for my wife to go on a tangent. I want you to know that. It's true. <laughs> really unusual. Stand Beautiful, a story of brokenness, beauty, and embracing it all. It's a young adult book and also a children's picture book, which is nice. When Chloe was born with a... And you, did they call it a club foot then? 
They do, yeah. Oh, they still do? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Catherine. That was my wife again, Chloe. She does nothing but stir trouble. When Chloe was born with a club foot, doctor said said she uh, would not walk or have a normal life by the time she was 14 years old. She endured five major operations, castings, braces, and years of difficult physical therapy to correct her physical limitation. In her young life, she endured being bullied and ridiculed by classmates rather than transferred to another school. Chloe stayed and great emotionally... Uh, she grew emotionally stronger and made new friends. She encouraged. Oh yeah, so you encountered and overcame many. Uh, you had insecurity and depression over it. Why? Well, I suppose any kid who gets picked on is going to suffer some insecurity and depression, don't you think, Chloe? I do. Yeah. Associated with those who have physical differences, she had the amazing opportunity. Wait a minute! You got to meet Bono. How'd that work out? <laughs> I did. My dad happened to win a contest after my assault, and he and I were flown out to Denver and got to meet Bono. So I worked up the courage to tell Bono about my club foot, about my assault, and how one of his songs really meant a lot to me. And he spoke words of truth into my life that completely changed the course of my life. And I talk about that at length in my book, but essentially he told me that what happened to me is an injustice and that every time I speak out, against injustice i speak out for those who cannot speak for themselves and so ultimately that inspired me to at age 16 a year later give a ted talk no chloe was there one particular result i you know we talked about kids would pick on you and all the rest of it but you said your assault tell us more about that if you would yeah at age 14 um on my private high school campus i was assaulted because of my club foot I was restrained. A perpetrator came up from behind me and wrapped their arms around my side, holding my arms to my side and lifted me up so the other perpetrator could, without my consent, forcefully remove my sock and shoe and expose my deformed foot to a group of their peers who proceeded to lean in and take a closer look. Oh, that's just wonderful. So that, uh, then this, was it between the operations? You said when you were 14 years old, you endured five major operations. Was this kind of in, in the middle of all that? Uh, I was assaulted in November and I had another, uh, surgery in April. So yes, it was between surgeries did you chloe ever try to sit and figure out why people would get great joy out of doing that to another human being that is a question i have asked myself before but the um conclusion that i have come up with um is that everyone is broken and um my mom has always said that hurt people hurt people and so i guess i will never know what was going through those perpetrators minds when they decided to do that but I have a pretty big hunch that there was something going on inside, maybe some insecurity that played into that. I think you're absolutely right. Chloe, I think you're absolutely right about that as hurt people or damaged people. Yeah, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. They had to make themselves feel better somehow by, and I think we're Mm -hmm. going through a lot of that right now. Anyway, Chloe, without physical assault, people want to feel better about themselves. So if you don't agree with me, I hate you. I mean, what is that? We're doing that now. Exactly. And, you know, part of the Stand Beautiful message is that the truth in the statement is that only you have the power to determine what your labels are, Mm -hmm. that you are not stuck as a victim and you are not stuck as a bully, that we as humans have the power to be resilient and we can let our label not be the ones that society tries and throws at us, but our label can be beautiful, um, imperfectly perfect and worth it. Now, Chloe, do you have wonderful parents? I, I do have wonderful parents. I knew it. Yeah. You know how I knew that? <laughs> because you embraced the bullies. Only good parenting could make you think that way. Yeah. That's I mean, true. growing up, my parents really reminded me that my foot was beautiful and that I was created the way I was for a reason. And that was incredibly important following the assault, remembering that there was reason behind everything and that there was a plan for my life. So even when I started showing signs of PTSD Mm -hmm. and the California district attorney decided to prosecute the case and everything got really hard and confusing, I was reminded of the good in life and that ultimately good would triumph. It is a wonderful thing. By the way, Chloe, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't have beautiful feet. 
My wife is here to tell you. They look kind of like northern pike fish. they got a big hump on top of them. I don't know what the hell that's Honey, all about. you wear shoes to bed, so I don't know what they look like. <laughs> See, I told oh, you, Chloe. Boy. See, I, I just think that's what the world should be all about, good parenting. Uh, really, you went after me, and you, and you tried to ridicule me and make me feel bad about myself, but instead I brace you. I embrace you because you need my help more than I need your help. I think, and it's not to feel better than them. You just kind of accepted them on, on an even keel level, which I think is very, very mature. And you were right. 14 years old when that happened. That's very mature. I am. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, how, t- how, t- how old are you now? Uh, I'm 18. Just graduated high school. Honest to God, you're way too mature, Chloe. I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're really mature. Oh, man. That is terrific. It she is. had the amazing opportunity to meet Bono of U2, and his words changed her life. Both Bono's Red Organization and Cure.org have supported her stand, beautiful movement, and efforts. She also became one of the youngest speakers for TEDx TED Talks. I want to hear about that, too. That's one of the youngest speakers ever. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy experience. I am an introvert. I am shy, and I did not grow up doing theater or anything. And so when I um, was accepted at age 16 to give a TED Talk, I had not ever spoken in front of a large audience, and I was terrified. Um, But I was also so honored because not only was I accepted among a group of 20 other professional adult speakers as the only youth speaker, I was also chosen to be the keynote speaker of the event. So it was a huge honor. And of course, I was so very scared. Did you understand when your parents were talking to you about your club foot that they they said you shouldn't be, you certainly shouldn't be ridiculed for it, but you shouldn't be treated in any special way either. That's very even keel thinking. It's, It's really great thinking. Uh, in my book anyway yeah i i grew up believing that i had a superpower that i was different (laughs) in a way that my friends weren't and so when i showed up to school in a cast or in a wheelchair i felt seen um and i felt special and my parents also have never believed in the idea of normal which is an idea that i have of course adopted because we all have separate realities a different normal. So this idea of normal that we as humans all try to fit into the very constricting mold of, it doesn't exist because we all have separate things going on. Okay, Chloe, you're now out of high school, so you got a boyfriend or uh, what's going on there? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. You what's can li- you what's can lie next? Uncle yeah, what's next? I like College? That. Yeah, I'm attending college in the fall, which I'm excited about, but of course my number one priority is still standing beautiful promoting my movement and the message of self-acceptance and love and anti-bullying and hope with everyone who will listen i will also keep promoting my books my memoir and my children's picture book which you can find on my website standbeautiful.me um yeah i'm just really excited you know chloe by the time i was 18 i got a bus pass so I think you kind of look beyond where I was when I was 18 years old. You're very, very mature. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, I don't have a bus pass, so. <laughs> to you, I have, uh, and I'm very serious about this, I have never known anyone or seen anyone with a club foot. What actually is a club foot? Yeah, so club feet are actually pretty common. Every one in a thousand children have it. Really? Um, and Unfortunately, mine was incredibly severe. So while usual club feet are either unilateral, which is one, or bilateral, which are two, and they're nearly turned in and can be corrected nowadays around the world with a Ponsetti treatment, Mm. which is just um, like a simple tenotomy, which is the snipping of uh, the Achilles tendon and then um, casting in braces. Uh, My club foot when I was born was upside down and backwards. And I also only have three toenails, which is random and no one really knows why, but um, I could not have the Ponsetti treatment. And so I had to have many painful surgeries in order to fix it. I wish I only had three toenails. I wouldn't have to cut them. That'd be good. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it is pretty easy. It's not like we need toenails <laughs> to climb trees or anything. So I don't no. think of myself as more evolved. But. You're just more evolved than the rest of us. I am very, very impressed <laughs> exactly. with you. I'm impressed with your parents. Do you have brothers and sisters? 
I do. I have a younger brother. He's 15 and is the light of my life. He's hilarious. My so, favorite person. Oh, you're far. supposed to say he's really annoying. He's 15. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like a good 15-year-old. He's fun. <laughs> you're, you're quite the person. You're very, very mature. You're obviously very intelligent. I love her poise. I know. Her poise is unbelievable. That is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. Can you tell us where you're going to college? I would prefer not to say the name, no, but it good. is a that's very fine. small school in um, Santa Barbara, California. Oh, I know where you're going. Pretty. It's very cool. <laughs> that's a, there is no more beautiful campus on earth than that campus. I know exactly where you're it's going. It's very pretty. It is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah another. So you, you get all of this cooking. You're right. You're farther evolved than we are. That's the whole deal. That's. I just figured that out. <laughs> You know, Chloe, you have a great life ahead of you, and it's because you're strong and your parents are strong and your brother's strong. You do have a wonderful, wonderful life ahead of you because you've handled everything so well. You're smart. you got a great personality, the whole deal. And I feel like a lesser person compared to you. Thanks for that, Chloe. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so not the takeaway. No. That's so not the takeaway. That was phenomenal, Chloe. Chloe, that was great. That's so not the takeaway. No, you, you are great. <laughs> I great. think it's wonderful. So, ladies and gentlemen, Stand Beautiful, a story of brokenness, beauty, and embracing it all. Chloe Howard, and the book is available everywhere. Yes, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, my website, standbeautiful.me, and anywhere books are sold. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at iStandBeautiful. You can use hashtag iStandBeautiful to share your own story, how you are standing beautiful in your own life. Once you get into school, you'll have to call back and tell us how college is going. Okay, perfect. Good. <laughs> She's going to be teaching the classes. Yeah, she'll be yeah. teaching the classes. The professor. Dean. Professor yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Chloe Howard, thanks so much for your time. Terrific talking to you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Chloe Howard, Stand Beautiful, a story of brokenness, beauty, and embracing it all. Good God, what a human being. Yeah, I love her. Amazing. An amazing person. We'll be back. Hour two, Tom Bernard Show.